A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Ruhl Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rilkens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. Wow, what a treat. Here we are face to face in Lausanne in Switzerland, um, and we are at the PCMA convening EMEA. And uh, with us are um, our guest Karina Bauer from uh, IMAX, uh, CEO at IMAX, and my colleague Rolf Rissen. Uh, welcome, Karina. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you and be here. Being in person is something completely different, right? And we wanted to test how does a conversation differ when you are face-to-face versus when you are on a digital connection. So let's explore that together, shall we, Rul? Yeah, first of all, we had a hug, right? So there was, there was hugging involved, which is um, quite strange after uh, 18 months of not seeing too many people. Yeah. Um, but let me give you an introduction. And Karina, uh, we do this um, uh, off LinkedIn. Uh, so correct me if I did a wrong int- an introduction, but actually I was browsing through your LinkedIn profile and I could see you are the CEO of IMAX Group, and that's something everybody knows already, right? In the industry and beyond. Um, and I just realized that it's 19 years and four months, so six months out, and then we have a 20-year anniversary work anniversary at um, at IMAX, and you have made some change happen in the last um, last. 20 years, almost 20 years. Um, you you studied at the University of Oxford. Um, you are chairing and board members of various organizations, um, but I think everybody knows you as the change maker and the leader of our industry and the leader of IMAX um, and leading the organization, the organization, but also the industry further uh, towards innovation. And that, and that goes with all kinds of partnerships and sponsorships with various associations and organizations. Super glad to have you. Um, The question now is, did I introduce you correctly? And could you give us a little bit of more context on, yeah, who's Karina apart from LinkedIn? Yeah, I think you um, gave uh, my sort of career highlights. So thank you for that. Um, Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the things that I've definitely learned over the past couple of years is... um, that I really have missed travel. So if I didn't already know I was in the right industry, I definitely know now um, that, you know, I've really missed what we do. I've missed um, experiencing destinations, uh, meeting with people face to face and having those um, interactions and conversations with people in a way that I find is quite transactional online. Mm. Um, So that's... um, you know something a bit more personal and then the only thing I would say who am I I'm also a mother of two um, boys who are uh, one a teenager and one nearly a teenager and um, they're with their father in Greece at the moment um, and so you know that's been special to spend a little bit more time with them um, over the past but I think we've all spent time uh, creating our bucket list and so um, happily now we can start actually uh, traveling and 
and seeing those destinations again. Well, I, you know, having been online for such a long time and now sitting at a table face to face, for those of you that are listening, just picture this. Uh, in Lausanne, we're sitting at the EPFL campus, right? We're looking out onto um, this little center court place here at a high table with uh, Rul across from me and Karina off to the side. And we have our colleague Garrett as well, who you cannot hear, but he's walking around taking some pictures. So maybe check the, the design to, to change hashtag if, if you want to see uh, where this is happening. Design to Change is a book that we wrote over the past 80 days or 80 non-travel days, which you were just referring to during this COVID period. And we took the opportunity to think deeply about how do we elevate um, the opportunity to look and act beyond now, right? We need to develop those abilities uh, because the now is very different from what we used to know. The book opens with a question. And, and the very question is, a good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. The question to you would be, Karina, would you leave it to chance? Well, it's a very interesting question because of a book that I'm reading at the moment, which is all about how to have better conversations. And uh, the book is called How to Know Everything. And it's really about um, the discipline and the art of Socratic questioning. Mm -hmm. um, which is something I find very interesting, mainly because actually I don't think I've been very good at it, um, you know, throughout my sort of childhood and adult life. And I think it's something that you need to really learn and, and practice and work on. So I think conversations is something that we leave to chance. Um, you know, one of the wonderful things of uh, an in-person event or conference is the fact that you can have serendipitous conversations. But actually, this book is kind of teaching me that whilst the serendipity might happen by chance, mm. actually, you can be quite specific in the way you conduct a conversation to make sure that you get the most out of it. And that's about really being genuinely curious about the other person uh, and that way you can really learn much more from that conversation so yes yeah, so it's an interesting question that I'm thinking quite a lot about at the moment so you are like all said one of the core change makers in this industry um, as a change maker you you have designers on your team and you have people that you influence because they look at you as the event owner um, and they're often very interested in having that conversation with you. So I'm going to take the questions from the horizons of change. But before I do that, I want to ask you the question, what's currently on your horizon of change? Well, I mean, on my horizon is IMEX America, of course, <laughs> and then IMEX in Frankfurt. I think in terms of design um, for those events, that's something that we've been talking about almost continuously, really, for two years, because I think there are two things that we've really had to focus on in terms of that sort of horizon of change. One of them is how do you um, design an, a large scale event? You know, you're talking 10,000 people plus. If we have seven, it's small, you know. Mm. So it's a lot of people. How do you design it in a safe way, in, in a way that makes people feel comfortable and is genuinely um, as safe as it can be but then with that I think one of the things that's worried me over the past year is that when you if you really take that level kind of design of safety to the extreme it becomes a very sterile 
experience. And mm. actually, it's not the experience that people come to interact with in real life. Mm. Um, and so I think that's where the challenge comes in. So we've spent a lot of time thinking about the safety aspect and then what we call internally the show experience aspect to make sure that when we put in those safety protocols, we're not impacting negatively the show experience or that we're making up for that somewhere else. Um, and I think it's been um, really good to look at both of those things in tandem um, to make sure that when people come, they really have that vibrant, exciting, interactive show experience, mm. which is the reason they're coming after all. In the interim, you haven't stood still, right? So the industry has been activated. Um, IMAX is known as the... In events industry family experience um, somehow online when people were in lockdown and when people were uh, in situations of distress I think even you know there was a very uh, distressful situation in many countries um, across the planet with one common enemy the virus right um, what did how, how did you get your team to be so uh, proactive in designing all of these different types of experience and you know, making prototypes and putting them into action and testing them on a large group of people at the same time. What drove you to do that? Well, I think when we first went into lockdown, as you said, it was traumatic. It was like a common traumatic experience for the world, but very particularly in our industry. Mm. Um, and so, and you know, we were only, what, six weeks away from IMEX in Frankfurt um, at that point. So we decided um, very quickly that we would put on an online experience, not knowing what that meant. <laughs> um, we know now. Um, but um, what we did really quickly was, um, I guess, we internally created some strategic priorities and we, did, we created kind of a design principle for that. And that design principle for that first Planet IMEX was that it was a gift to the industry. Mm. That was it. And so around that, we were able to then um, design the, the experience. And so our team were kind of freed from it having to be commercial, freed from anything like that. So the whole focus was that it was fun, it would bring a smile to people's faces, that there would be some silly things, that there would be some inspirational things, hopefully educational as well. Um, but really, th that principle that it was a gift was really underpinned everything that we did. And um, that was really valuable. So having that like core design um, sort of principle right at the heart uh, just gave people freedom then to um, create the experience around it. And, and people could enjoy putting their stamp on it then. One of the questions I have, <coughs> listening to this story, in these moments where this pandemic started and we all got the news that this was there for a few months at least and you are thinking and rethinking what you're going to do how do you involve others in that in that change others as in our team St or? staff others uh, people from the industry how do you line them up yeah, I think um, involvement of others is kind of at the core of what we do. So we, we always say that, um, you know, we have some core values at IMEX and one of them is partnerships. So uh, everybody that we work with, whether that's um, 
a supplier, a client, our team, um, consultants, we see them and we treat them as a partner. Or, and even our exhibitors, you know, we see them as our partners. Mm. And so involving people, I think, comes naturally to, um, to us and to our team. And we know that we can't put on an IMEX whether that's in person or virtual, without those partnerships. I mean, that really underpins everything that we do. And so um, for us, we wanted that element to be a part of um, the virtual experience as well. So when we created the Planet IMEX, you know, we had um, a day for our partners in the same way as we have Smart mm. Monday. Mm. And because we looked, what we did actually was we looked at every element of our show really fast. And we said, well, how could we do this online? Like, what would be the value proposition online? And there were some things that we didn't even get to that, that we wanted to do. But one of the key things was that when you come to an IMEX show, it's not just um, what we're creating, it's what the industry creates at the show. That's what mm. makes it really special. Mm. And so we tried really hard to incorporate that into the online experience. And um, we wanted sort of to, to give that platform to everybody. I think what we found really challenging was that in the in real life experience we can as the organizer we create the uh, space at the venue we rent that we create the rooms we're in charge of that we we can manage that and then we can gift that to, to our industry to partners provide the cocoon for exactly yeah. and so it, it for a year we tried to work out how can we you know create that cocoon online and and give it to our exhibitors and give mm. it to our uh, partners so that they can almost have like a plug and play that that's what we wanted and that's not something that we've um, really managed to do online and that's caused us some heartache actually because that's kind of the essence of, of what we're used to doing um, it's much harder to do that online. So, so our team are actually very excited to get back to in real life where, mm. where that kind of involvement of everybody is much easier um, to, to really establish. And I, and I do feel, <clears throat> uh, now that you mention it, I mean, the audio cocoon or kind of the, the islands, you know, whatever, you know, Planet IMAX as a concept and all the subsequent elements within it were dripped throughout the years. So the so the connection remained. The connection might not have been as deep, maybe as in as in the real life, but the the longing to get back together was fostered over time, right? So, um, I'm also curious to hear, um, you know, because one of the questions we want to ask is how how do you have the conversation as an event owner with your partners? I, I know you've been traveling around the globe again recently, whilst most people are wondering how does she do that, right? <laughs> When we follow you on, you know, on the different social channels, you seem to be everywhere all the time. How do you do that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, as I said at the beginning, I do like to travel. So it's been really exciting, actually, from kind of nothing to suddenly being able to get to the States and to Asia and then here into Europe. Um, and I don't really want to say no <laughs> to anything. I will get back to that stage of having to manage it. But I think it's been it's just been such a long time of seeing people online and I for one am just so excited to actually see people in person I think online has been so valuable for us to uh, maintain those connections 
But as you say, it's not a deep connection. It's I find it quite transactional. You know, you go onto Zoom, you say, hi, you do what you need to do, you get off. Whereas in person, you just have a much richer experience. Um, and so I, I just think it's really important for us right now over the next few months to um, to reconnect. So that's not to obviously say yes to every event. Um, everybody will have different events and, and communities they want to connect with. But I do think it's really important um, that people that have been online um, try to get out and reconnect with their industry and, and with their industry colleagues. If you're enjoying this conversation, check out the book and full multimedia experience by purchasing your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Visit designtochange.online to order your copy and start interacting with more thought-provoking content like this. We've built a lot of digital stamina, digital dexterity, right, over the last two years. Now, do, do you think we need to build some, like, rebuild our social stamina, our social dexterity and how we interact? You, you know, we're here in, in Lausanne tomorrow, uh, or this evening, actually, the PCMA convening EMEA will start. How what what do you think i think it depends on the person to be honest so um in fact our final uh, buzz day that we did in um september i did a i moderated a great panel with collier dams and nicola kastner from sap mm. and um and nicola was talking about uh, the fact that she'd been at a big event in august um and the and the, and how tired she she was during that event because she hadn't uh, sort of built up that social stamina um, and I was actually going straight into um, or I could just come back actually from Site Classic so I'd had a very uh, pre-pandemic normal week in the US three different cities you know a conference meetings you know morning till night uh, and I found it energizing and I was you know on adrenaline high um, so I think it depends on the person. and mm. um, But certainly, you know, I look at the agenda here. They've built in a lot of time for networking. And so I think, again, coming back to how we design our events, I think we do need to be aware that there will be people who have to build, rebuild up that stamina. And I think that that's important for design. And also the fact that um, people are coming together for different purposes and therefore you know I, I think the design of the event here is clever and I think people will really appreciate the time that they've allowed for people to reconnect so um, so yeah I, I, I do think it's important but I think how how keenly you feel that will depend probably on whether you're an extrovert or an introvert mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> one question I always have when I think about you um, in, and, and about IMAX and about your 20, almost 20 years of experience at IMAX. When something happens like this pandemic and you are leading an organization and you're on top of an organization, also people from the industry are looking at you. How do you, how does it work? So um, who do you consult? Who, how, do, how do decisions come to, to life? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky, obviously, because, um, you know, I run IMEX with my father, Ray. So, um, you know, that's, I think, been really valuable all throughout my career, but particularly in the past couple of years, because we could just talk and talk and talk if that was needed. And I think we also have that very 
deep, obviously, understanding. Um, I think in terms of the decisions that we've had to make over the past two years, the thing that has been most um, difficult, but also we've got used to over time, is the fact that um, things were changing so fast and that you have to... There are points at which you want to make a decision, but it's not appropriate to make the decision yet. So knowing, feeling really the moment in time where now's the right time to make this decision, that actually has been the most difficult part, mm -hmm. especially as event organisers, right, because we're used to planning very far in advance. So, mm -hmm. you know, previously and normally you make decisions as early as possible so that you can get that planning in place, whereas here it was about really feeling the situation. But the other thing that's been very important to uh, both him and I is, um, again, coming back to our partners. So we've just spent so long talking to people and finding out and trying to understand what's going on in different parts of the industry, in different parts of the world, because that also informs the decision making. So I think it's about, yeah, getting that information in place mm -hmm. and then knowing when to sort of firm things up and um you know that that's been that's been challenging but being able to talk that through with each other um as the situation's evolved has been really useful yeah and so i love my father but i couldn't do business with him um or at least i couldn't be in a business with him hmm. how does that feel so at what time in your life do you do you know like okay this is what i like to do but also i see myself doing this with that with my father what, what, what moment in time did you realize that i don't know i mean i don't know whether i thought about it quite that strategically in my early <laughs> 20s um i came out of university and um quite quickly fell into um working with my father and my sister actually that was in a small coffee shop chain that that he had set up and um You know, so I did that for a few years. We sold it. And then I kind of fell into IMEX as well because um, the year prior to the first show, so 2002, it was a very small team. I was looking for something to do. One of the team got ill and I, you know, said, well, I can help out for a few months. That's fine. And then I ended up saying, well, I'll help out till the first show. Um, and... And actually, I think what happened really is that I just really enjoyed the industry. Um, I enjoyed the uh, pressure of putting on a massive event mm. and then the sort of release at the end of it and seeing it and the, and the atmosphere. And so I didn't really want to leave. So I'm not sure that was sort of a specific decision to work with my father, but I knew that I could. Um, and we're quite similar, actually, with quite similar characters, mm. um, which I guess can be difficult at times. But I think on the whole, over 20 years, it stood us in good stead. Um, and I see it with one of my sons, who's actually a miniature of my father. <laughs> But, you know, we're kind of on this, all on the same wavelength. Um, so I think that helps um, as well. So, um, so is the, is the succession plan or not? Well, I don't know. I asked him the other day and he looked at me slightly confused. He's still only 11, so I'll give him a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. That will crystallize out over time. Right? I think uh, taking a moment to reflect now, and this is what I'm really looking forward to over the next couple of days. It's a moment of reconnection, but also of reflection, right? What, what has just happened in these last two years? Now we're back 
you know, getting together. Um, like you were saying, we accidentally found out that quite a few certified event designers will be here in Lausanne, and this evening we will meet up with them at the Olympic Museum. So some things are very serendipitous whilst they're being planned at the same time. Um, which begs the following question. Um, how do the events you design right, or that you own become markers of change in your organization? Well, that's an interesting one for us, I think, because, you know, we're not a company who does something else and then organizes events in order to create change or, you know, the, the event is the business. Um, yeah, so, so it's, a, it's a difficult one in a way to, to answer because everything, that the events are everything. You know, we know that we're only as successful as our last event. And so therefore, you know, it, it's kind of each event is a huge pressure. It's not like you can um, sort of hope that that one's okay, but really focus on the next, you know, every single mm. event matters. Mm. Having said that, what we try to do is um, do small experiments within each event. So, um, and then iterate on those for the next one. And that's how we, over time, um, uh, able to make changes I think this period um, will make us a little bit braver to mm. probably make bigger changes quicker um, but um, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one because really you know the event is the agent of change for the business as a whole I mean that's that's what we do that's all we are. Maybe IMAX is the pivotal moment for the events industry. Yeah, and <clears throat> but also I think this, this question also goes to, so you built IMAX together with your father um, and involving as many industry organizations as possible. And you did that not one time and not two times, but you kept that promise for the last 20 years. I think that is these events, right? The MPIWECs, the PCMAs, um, convening leaders, all these kind of events, and I probably um, forget a few, and a lot probably. There's two, three handfuls. Um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> um, uh, but you keep, you keep, um, you stay close to them. You stay, you keep on doing that. You keep on sponsoring them. You keep on engaging them. I think that is also to this question: How, for your organization, do these events matter? Right, the, the, not your own events. Yeah, I mean, they do matter because um, we learn a lot from other people's events. Um, and one of the things we were doing, um, benefiting from pre-pandemic, was sending the team out to events um, outside of the industry. So not just attending PCMA convening leaders or MPI's WEC, but going to C2 International or Mobile World Congress or South by Southwest. And that for us, we learned a lot over the years by observing and experiencing what other event organizers are doing, um, whether that's consumer events or business events. And, um, you know, we will continue to do that. I think for us, it's really important um, to sort of get those ideas from different industries, whether it's events or just other industries, and really 
think about again the design and the innovation and 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 what's relevant for our community and and what we can bring in um th there are always plenty of things that other people are doing that we would love to do that we then think it's not maybe relevant or it won't work in the same way in our events so you can't do everything but i think um i guess it's about constantly learning and also not being um, arrogant enough, I suppose, to believe that you know all the answers. So that's really important to sort of constantly, I think we're, we're very critical in a way of, mm. of our events. So that's something, sometimes I have to remind the team that they're great and, um, and, <laughs> and that they've done an amazing job yeah, because great. actually we have a, <clears throat> this ability to just go, uh, you know, to look at everything and say, how do we make it better? And that's what we always are aiming to do. And that's great. Mm. On the whole, that's a great conversation. But it's important to remember the brilliance as well. Uh, and so you just have to keep that balance. Looking back at the past 20 years, because in hindsight, you have 2020 vision, right? You, you, you see the pivotal moments in the rearview mirror. You don't know what's coming up next, but... Um, any, any specific moments that you kind of pop up? Or what we could do is save those moments for the backstage conversation in a moment um, and uh, maybe give you a little bit of time to, uh, to reflect on those. Um, maybe one last question in this onstage part that we'd like to ask is um, how do you enable your team to connect to the vision of your event story? Well, again, I think for us, it's about the business story, you know, so um, I think it's about that purpose and the values. Um, that's what it comes down to in the end for us, that our team really know and understand that um, we are creating value for our industry and that what we do is help to grow the industry and help people to grow in their professions, mm. in their jobs, in their businesses, uh, and to connect with each other. And, and I think for our team, that gives them a lot of joy and that gives them a lot of purpose. Um, and so for us, it's about really holding to that and then to our values. And, and our values at IMEX are about quality, um, inspiration and partnerships and collaboration. And so we, we take those seriously and, and we sort of um, really uh, work through those in everything that we do. Well, we for one really appreciate the partnership that we've been having over the past uh, number of years. I think we were talking over lunch all, uh, I think uh, over the past... Yeah, I remember a conversation at 2014 WC Minneapolis where we sat yep. together and we were, we were, just, we, we were just launching our product. Um, and we didn't know actually what our future was going to look like because we didn't start this venture as a business. And um, you and Dale were all ears and were looking like, okay, how can we help you? How can we benefit from you? Right? So there's a, that should be a win-win. And I think a year after, or one and a half year after, that came to um, fruition yeah. where actually uh, we had a, since then, I think... Um, yeah, long-lasting partnership. Since then, bringing the event design certificate program on site, suiting both Frankfurt and Vegas. And <clears throat> what I what I'm excited about now in in the upcoming edition is we're launching this new design for good, right? Where we're taking how can we bring the brain power of people that are at the trade show, but also people that might almost make it to the trade show, you know, both online and on site. How do we put that brain power to good use? 
And so we're really looking forward to kind of seeing how that works in practice. It's a new thing that hasn't been done before, uh, just like this very first podcast on site. Uh, so we're excited that you're excited about that. Uh, let's see how this first edition works. Um, maybe to transit this into the backstage conversation, we have one question to ask as a favor, which is, in order to look back at this horizon of change, <clears throat> could we invite you a year from today to have a similar conversation as this one, in which we look back at what we were saying today, right, which is 17th of October 2021, uh, because if you look over time, it becomes much clearer what change you've been able to deliver. Are you up for that challenge, Karina? Absolutely, and I think if we make it one week later, we can do it in Las Vegas at IMAX wow. America. Wow, wow, wonderful. That sounds like um, bringing the show on site, I think is one of the things that we're aiming for. Uh, fantastic. Thank you so much. And, and such a treat at the beginning of PCMA convening EMEA here in Lausanne to get together. Um, let's uh, let's um, close off this onstage section and then we'll bring you to the backstage. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage. 